Welcome to Group Quest. The new roundtable podcast from all things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. Join Medros as he gathers a strong group of voices from around the community to tackle the hottest topics of the month. And now, your host, Medros. And welcome to another Group Quest podcast. I am your host, Medros, and uh, we have a, a decent group. We won't, we're going to form on this, uh, this show today. Uh, we were going to have different people on, but some people were not able to make it, and uh, we will do what we can to talk about the latest, greatest topics in the world of Warcraft. With me, first off, I have Gazimov from ObscureCast and Mana Obscura and probably other places. How you doing there, Gas? I'm doing great. Thanks very much. Glad to hear it. And also with us, we have Haster. How you doing, Haster? Doing well. It's a nice day outside. So you're clearly not in the northern part of North America because it's freaking oh, cold here. Oh, no. I'm, I'm from Texas. And yeah, I think it's about 60 outside. So it's nice and good out there. Okay, so the studio is moving to Texas then, because I'm tired of the cold. <laughs> all right, and next we have Nevik. How you doing there, Nevik? I'm doing all right, but the weather kind of sucks here in Sacramento. It's really gray. Is it? Is it below freezing? No, no. Then you have nothing to complain about. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we we had a, a pretty big event this week. What did you guys do for Cataclysm launch? Did you guys go with the digital download, or did you do an in-person event? Um, I went first... to a... I'm sorry, Hester. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I went to my local GameStop because I wanted to pick up the collector's edition. And the turnout was a lot smaller than what I remember for Wrath. It was, it was a very small turnout. I, I think the digital download had a lot to do with the turnout. Okay. Yeah. At, and at the GameStop, maybe two, two or three minutes up the road from where I am living, uh, there were maybe 12 people in, in for the midnight release, but it wasn't that big. Uh, I did the digital preload so that all I had to do once I got back was apply the code and go to sleep. Didn't get the next day off, unfortunately. And this is why you're not 85 yet. Yes, I know. And... <laughs> It, I didn't just didn't want to face the massive hordes all trying to level to max level, first in the realms, all that stuff. And uh, and Gaz, how about you? I went to the local store as well to pick up the collector's edition. Uh, I think if I wasn't getting the that collector's edition, then I'd have probably just got the digital download myself. Uh, we had a fair crowd. We've got two video game stores down here in Basingstoke, Southern England. And each of them had about 20 people queuing for it, uh, for the midnight release. Um, so, yeah, I was quite surprised that we, we had that much of a turnout. It was more than I saw for Wrath, definitely. Cool, cool. Yeah, I did a, uh, an event, uh, as people who listened to last week's episode or the All Things Azeroth podcast in the last uh, month, no, I uh, did a uh, event, uh, did a 
few co- few contest giveaways, trivia, and gave away some pizza at uh, my local uh, EB Games, which is the uh, Canadian arm of uh, GameStop. And uh, it was it was a good event. Really had some fun. There were some cosplayers there dressing up, and they did some uh, dance contests and singing contests and uh, all kinds of different things to give away a bunch of prizes they had, including a, a TCG art book that looked really really awesome. Uh, I was really jealous of the person who won that. I was unable to enter any contests uh, because I I don't want don't make a fool of myself. Uh, I do that enough already. Thanks anyway. Um, but uh, it was a really good really good night. Uh, Gaz, I noticed that ironically, you and Babui from MMO Champion actually, actually uh, stated that you were in within seconds of each other. It was really, really funny to me. <laughs> yeah, I was hammering the login service from about half past twelve local time, desperately trying to get in. Uh, applying the code was very straightforward, but actually getting into game took about three quarters of an hour. Uh, once I was in game as well. It was an absolute nightmare in terms of the crowds of people everywhere. I I don't remember things being quite that bad. Uh, so I got about halfway through um, one of the starter areas and thought, no, nah, I'll leave this till the morning. And, and you have now hit 85, correct? Yes, I hit 85 uh, about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Awesome, awesome. And... Um... What what is everybody's highest level? My highest level currently is eighty three, eighty four and a half. Probably with maybe two or three hours, I'll be of questing in a pristine Twilight Highlands. I'll probably be able to get eighty five, no problem. Yeah, I, I'm at about the same point, eighty four and a half, and I'm actually, I'm I'm starting to feel the urge to you know embrace my my inner altaholic. I, I don't know why I just hit, I hit a wall. I think it had a lot to do with, um, I started getting quest rewards that I couldn't disenchant anymore. And I was like, Oh, great. I, I got to go back and do hydral now just so I can keep the, uh, cheap enchanting mats rolling. I feel so. your pain there. I've been going through exactly the same problem. Uh, I've only just hit 500 enchanting. And it means that finally all that, that huge stack of blues that you build up, you can break down into shards. But yeah, that's a complete nightmare. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very curious. What did you guys do for your leveling? Uh, for, my, uh, for my main here that I'm leveling right now, I did Hyjal, Namdung, Fashir. So did anybody else do the, the two starting zones or just the one? Um, personally, I, I went and did Vashir first because, from what I heard, Hyjal was a lot of lore on the Night Elves, and I wanted to spend some more time kind of looking through that and playing through that. And Vashir was a lot more interesting, mainly because I had fished up a couple months ago the Turtle Mount. So even while we were still doing that very first section of Vashir, I could get on the mount and go a lot faster than anybody else who is down there. But, but I mean, you, for Vashir, you got the uh, the sea legs fairly early on, though. Right. I got the sea legs, and then that also stacks with the turtle mount. So okay. you, can, you can really haul ass across the area, even before you get the seahorse. Awesome. Awesome. But the, the seahorse is faster, though, correct? Um, I'd have to look at the numbers. I think it's faster by about maybe 10%. Uh, 
and I'm okay with letting people who have the seahorse pass me by so I don't get stuck behind huge uh, PvP gank squads. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, for the uh, for the leveling, like you said you're keeping Hydro for later, correct? Right, I did uh, Vashir, Deep Holm, and I'm puttering around about halfway through uh, Oldham, and that's kind of interesting to go through and see all the the horrible abuses of movies they're making there, especially with Harrison Jones. All right, <laughs> and, and Gaz, how about you? How, how did you uh, how did you proceed with your leveling? Okay, I did. Vashir first. Uh, I did Vashir extensively in beta, and I think the zone's fantastic. I think there's a lot to do there. Uh, after that, I did Hajal. Um, from there, it was into Deep Home. Deep Home in beta for me was a bit of a nightmare, uh, very tough going, but they've put a lot of polish on it uh, going into live, and it was really, really good fun. The Therizane quest line is phenomenal. Uh, and then uh, into Oldham, and I'm four quests shy of finishing Oldham, and love that zone. It's beautiful. Going from the claustrophobic view of Deep Holm all the way through to the open, bright expanse of Oldham, it's brilliant. So okay. you you go and do the effective lore master for the zone before you move on? Yeah, that's that's my attitude. I'm not trying to get server first or realm first or anything like that. I wanted to complete the quests as I was going through the zone and make sure I did every last little bit uh, before moving on. So is that in a desire to see the entire story play out or like for me, I just find it, it's probably neuroses or something that I just, I have to have every quest done. It was partly to see the story play out. There's a, a great finisher in Vashir. Uh, there's a great finisher in Hajjal and both of those are worth uh, completing the, the zones to do. Um, and also because I really like achievement points for some obscure reason. <laughs> and you get achievement points for finishing the zones and finishing particular quest lines. So yeah. you've got to get them all. And, and, and how are you doing there? How about you, Nevika? How, how are you going about your leveling? Well, I started off in Vashir just because um, on Scenarius, I, I'm a horde player. And the Alliance heavily outnumbers us. So because of that, they decided to flag in Hyjal. And that, that made questing there pretty hard from what my guildmates were telling me. So I did Vashir, then Deep Home. And I, I was trying to get the achievements before moving on to the next zone. But for some reason, the, uh, it, it seems Horde side, it's impossible to get those achievements for the zones right now. I, I'm like missing 12 or 15 quests. In Vashir, and I can't find I can't find anything to do. I, yeah. I know that those have been bugged, and they've been applying a hot fix for them. If you check your achievements log, you might find that that it's been reactivated. It turns out that some of the quests weren't counting towards the achievement for some reason, but I think they've hot fixed it now. But worth checking. And I and I found a few quests in Vashir that I've done so far that you don't get the quest until you kill like. Uh, for an alliance, if I when, when I when I kill a Hellstream Sea Dog, I get a quest that kill eight more, and that will count towards the uh, the achievement for that zone. But yeah, I, I did hear that the there was bugs with the uh, quests in uh, Vashir. I I think Deep Home as well. I, I know I got the quest for uh, for High Gel pretty early on. I, I hadn't even uh, 
entered the uh, the area with all the uh, twilights and um, where you become an, a, a recruit and stuff like that. I hadn't even entered there when I got the uh, the quest uh, the quest achievement for that area. So um, it, it seemed kind of unbalanced. Hygel, you know, you get it so early on the the, the completion, but this year some people aren't even getting it, and and I'm not sure. Uh, I don't 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 know yet if it's bu- if it's a, a bug that they fixed yet or not. They they're doing a lot of hot fixes every every few days. So um, if it's not hot fixed now, it should be hot fixed soon, hopefully. And yeah. I know, for example, in Deep Home, if you just go straight by the numbers and did you get the Deep Home quest achievement, you'll still be about three or four quests shy of unlocking the Therizane. Uh, quartermaster and whatnot, and I've had a couple of guildies. Where are the ther- where are the shoulder enchants? Where are the shoulder enchants? They're at Therizane at the very north end, and you have to unlock the entire quest line so that they'll start doing dailies in order to get the quartermaster. So there are dailies. Yes, yeah. there are dailies. Uh, the- Therizane is effectively the Sons of Hodier replacement. Gotcha. Yeah, I was kind of concerned because I haven't seen through any of uh, High Jull. The, I didn't. I did the entire High Jull, and as much as I've done it so far this year, I've not seen a single daily yet, other than the cooking and fishing dailies in Stormwind. Yeah, I think there's six or seven dailies, all tied to the Therizane faction, and I know there's a couple in Olduin that also are out there. Awesome. Yeah, the, the great thing about the um, Deep Home dailies, the Therizane dailies, is that so you don't get the same stack of dailies every day. You go there one day, you might get one set. You go to there the following day, and you get a different set. So it mixes things up a bit, keeps it interesting. Okay. Well, it, it's it's gonna be interesting trying to see you know how how quickly it is before most players are eighty five. Uh, I've got well I, when Cataclysm launched, I had five eighties, so I have a lot of time ahead of me. Out of curiosity, Gaz, you've hit eighty-five. Are quests still giving you the reg- like? Are you giving the? Are you getting the quest XP that we used to be getting? Or uh, I heard they had nerfed that uh, just before Wrath. In terms of the XP to gold conversion, or yeah, yeah, they have. I'm not getting nearly as much income from from questing as I used to. Okay, uh, I'm. It, it's a difficult thing. I wanted to blitz through twilight highlands and use the whole zone to make money basically okay but it seems like i'll just be doing it for achievement points now that's that's a bit of a disappointment as somebody who yes i do have a lot of gold but i I like the fact that you know back in late vanilla they changed that so that quest would give you gold uh for the xp instead of uh just doing it and losing any extra bonus you would have had do you guys think that Blizzard is concerned about the glut of money on the servers at this point? Well, it's 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 an obvious problem. I mean, when people are charging, you know, 60 gold for one obsidian ore, you know, there it's obvious that a lot of people are sitting on a lot of gold and there's not really a whole lot of gold sinks in Cataclysm like there were in Wrath. And even with the gold sinks in Wrath, a lot of people just said, you know what, I'd rather keep my gold and be able to spend it on Epic epic Rocket or Epic Mount that takes a significant amount of money to construct, simply because the mount is more tangible 
than a ring that sends you back to special city. Okay. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've actually noticed getting from eighty two to eighty three uh, through the last part of Hyjal and the the early part of Ashir yesterday. I got over a thousand gold that I made just from questing. That was pretty insane. Yeah, I, I started um, just shy of like four grand, uh, four thousand gold, and now I have I'm closing in on seven thousand gold just from questing and selling, um, you know, gray items. Yeah. Do you guys find that? Uh, you're you're not adjusted as you'd like to the fact that at best you're probably going to be having blues at this point instead of the the epics that you had before. I know, I know a lot of people were like, "Wow, I've already replaced all my tier eleven or tier ten stuff," and it's like, "Okay, it's going to happen. It's it's an expansion." Is that kind of a bit of a, of a bit of a hard adjustment to make? <laughs> Uh, for for me, it's the the hardest things being coping with rating decay. Uh, when I was level eighty, I, I was kicking around with something like fifty percent crit, and which was awesome. I, I loved playing my mage and being able to obliterate almost anything. Now, with having a much lower crit rating and a much lower haste rating, and everything hits so much harder, it feels painful playing at the moment, and I'm having to think about things an awful lot more um and yet that's what i miss i don't miss the armor as much i miss the stats that it gave me okay yeah and when because i know that i'm going that our guild is going to start doing dungeons and raids soon i've been prioritizing getting back up to the 17 percent hate hit cap which is like a thousand and thousand two hundred more hit rating that i have to make up is a lot, a lot more painful and going and seeing, well, that item still doesn't have more hit than what I have, so I'm still keeping it. I still actually have a neck from a 25-man uh, gunship because it's, it still has more hit than all the replacements that I've found so far. Yeah, I, I've replaced almost every single piece of my gear and I was in mainly 251, 264 gear. The only piece that I haven't replaced yet is, are my boots because I just haven't found any boots to replace them with. Um, it, it, it's been painful in terms of uh, dungeon running. It just, with, without all that haste that I used to have, it feels like I'm, I'm, you know, just, I'm capped at what I can do. And it just, my, my DPS just doesn't feel like it's where it should be. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the same amount of DPS now at 85 as I was doing at 80, even though my spells hit harder and I've got more spell power, purely because of the, the decaying rating. On, on hit, I'm not even bothering trying to hit the hit cap. Mages, when they were walking around in tier 11 in beta, weren't even near hit cap. They were something like two, 300 rating points off. So my opinion is that the old rule of you must be hit capped before you can go in, into raids won't apply for Cataclysm. Well, I know that Shadow Priests have a talent which allows them to convert a fraction of their spirit power into hit. 
So they get mm. like eight or nine percent hit just off of that. So yeah. I, I shake my fist at them <laughs> and ask, "Where's my talent for that, Blizzard?" Yeah, I think Elemental Shaman are in exactly the same boat, and it's infuriating as anything. Do Do you guys feel that, uh, at least in your experiences, that Blizzard has uh, made you choose between either doing lots of damage or, um, or basically surviving through more than one mob if, if you get mobbed? Because there's a lot of areas in, especially in Bashir, where you get mobbed really easily. I, I haven't had any problems on my rogue. Uh, recuperate is just incredible, especially um, when, once you start leveling at 83. I had enough to dump two points into deadly momentum and improved recuperate, and I can just I can just chain mobs. And with some of my cow, my crowd control, you know, if I get an ad, I can just blind one, burn one down really quick, and then you know survive. I or even vanish. So I haven't had any problems so far. I know with the entry for the first 48 to 72 hours, it's like Blizzard had the spawn rate dial turned up a lot higher and now it's a lot less because as soon as you would get done killing a non-name mob, a new one would instantly spawn right there and pull you back into combat when you really didn't want to be in combat anymore. Yeah, it, it's really, really hard to to deal with the fact that, you know, you kill a mob, bend over to loot the body, and then you've just clicked on the respawn. It's really hard to do. Like, really hard to adjust to in, in, in the current leveling game. Yeah, but... I personally, I if I remember correctly, the first 48 hours or so of Wrath, was effectively the same thing. The spawn timers were significantly reduced so that people who were leveling up weren't waiting around for spawns to show up. It's oh, a little bit sure. different than Wrath, if only because uh, in Cataclysm, both Alliance and Horde, you know, start in the exact same areas, essentially. Whereas in Wrath, you know, you're kind of segregated a little bit until you got into the zone proper. So it... it it was definitely, you were more acutely aware of it when you were in Vashir and just, I, I have this screenshot of hundreds upon hundreds of dead Naga corpses just littering the, the zone. It's quite a sight to see. Yes, it, it, it was quite, quite interesting to try and um, look at some of those zones that, or those areas that the mobs are all in a very tight area and you see four or five people questing in there, and it doesn't take very long for there to be a large pile of corpses. In, even though the zones are getting a bit quieter now, I've still noticed the respawn rates are pretty insane. One of the fortunate things I've had is that I've been, for a large chunk of leveling, I've been alongside a resto shaman. So we've been leveling up together, and she's been heaving me up as I've literally been tapping everything in sight, pulling it towards, and then AOing it down. That's very efficient, but it also means it's it's something that I just couldn't do without having that healer there. Um, but yeah, the, the respawn rates are, are still very much insane. I think they'll dial them down uh, next Tuesday, Wednesday, after the uh, regular maintenance happens. I'd agree. I, I think they, they cannot keep the... Uh 
the the leveling as as high as it or the uh, spawn rate as high as it is, um, it, it's just not going to work in the long term. I don't think. I I think it's more of an algorithm that they've put in place where the faster the mobs in the area die, the faster they respawn. So it it might not be something that they're touching at all. It just may have to do with the amount of people questing in that area because I it's been a couple of days and although it's still the first week of cataclysm I went back into Hydral and I was dealing with multiple respawns you know instant repops for I don't know a good five minutes I, I stood in the same spot killing the same five mobs because they would keep respawning instantly as soon as I would kill them so it it I think it's an algorithm not not just something that they've tuned up that 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 is quite possible. Um, I I do believe that uh, the spawn rate when I was in there when I actually finished up Hygel was not as what uh, was not as high as spawn rate. There were a couple of times when it was kind of spawning on top of the corpse kind of thing, but it wasn't too too bad. Hopefully they will though adjust to, to make it more appropriate to the amount of people who are there because. Um, you know, if you're the only person in visual distance, the spawn, the mob should not be responding that fast. I don't think. I'd agree with that. Like, you, it's got to be a fine balance between the amount of people in a zone that are questing there and the amount of, of mobs that are spawning. The other thing that gets me is you might have several people questing in a particular area, but all in different phases. So I'm wondering if they've split the mob spawns out depending on which phase you're in, or if you're in a phase pretty much by yourself, you're still getting everyone else's respawns. Yeah. So how do you guys think the, the phasing in uh, Hyjal turned out? I can't really comment a whole lot. I, I've only barely started Hyjal. But, okay. Uh, Same. Gaz, what do you I, think? <laughs> I was really nervous about phasing as a, as a technology. I was scared that it would mean that you'd end up being isolated and essentially playing what felt like a single-player game. I'm glad to say that I was proved wrong in Hydra phasing. It makes you feel like you're doing something heroic and you're making a real difference to the world. And that the, the heroes that you're working with are actively seeking your help. In, just in terms of how it helps to progress the storyline, it's incredible. Um, I think the phasing as it, as you progress into other zones uh, can be a bit tricky. Uh, in Deepholm, there were some iffy moments. Oldham, there's some, still some glitches that need to be worked out. Um, but overall, I'm I'm amazed with how much they've managed to to polish it. Yeah, the Daily Blink in the chairman says that uh, this phasing was too good. There's too much awesome stuff that I wanted to go back and visit, but I can't because it's phased out. What do you think about what do you think about that line of thinking there? I think that's really uh, a good point. There are a lot of things which you see in terms of either set pieces or in terms of scenery or something like that. You think that's just awesome. And the most you can get from it is a quick screenshot while it happens, while it plays out. Um, or or the, uh, the machinima cinematics that it takes control of your character in order to show you a cinematic event. Uh, the personal, personal favorite, I, I think, is the tipping point 
Harrison Jones one in Oldham, where he jumps up like a certain uh, action star in, was it, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and tips over a statue. I didn't like that part. It it, it was cheesy. I, I, I All I could think of was, like, really? He's heavy enough to cause that huge statue to fall over just by swinging from it? That And actually, that one area brings up a one thing one part that I really hated was uh, trying to get the, the rope pieces from those skeletons. Their, their, their spawn rate was so abysmal and their drop rate was, was as bad. And oh, it took me 20 minutes just to get six pieces of rope just to get to that point. And then I was like, oh, okay. But other than that, I, I mean, it, it's fun. I, I, I love the phasing. The, the only thing that I could see down the road that I would actually be personally unhappy with is um, when, when there are certain phases where it's a lot easier to farm certain items that you might need. I, I ran into this with my when, when I was trying to get some uh, materials for, for my rogue for some boots back in Wrath. And there is this one part in uh, Ice Crown uh, where all those... Uh, those those spider people, I forget exactly what their names are, but um, Nerubians. Yes, the Nerubians. And it was a lot easier to get their chitons before you phased out of that area. And then afterwards, I had to go to Grizzly, or no, Zoldrak to get them. And this drop rate just wasn't quite as good. Or as so the, the fire elementals outside of the Sons of Hodir in that one special phase that spawn out on the lake area. Yeah. That afterwards, they're gone, and you have to hunt over other aspects of the world in order to find it. Yeah, that that's the only downside for phasing in for me is just the the later you know when when we're all eighty five and we're all geared out and we're trying to farm mats for you know our alts or something like that. That that's the only part that I'm I'm gonna miss. Yeah, and unfortunately, it still does happen. I've noticed a couple of spots where I'm fighting. Uh, level 85 humanoids and the drop rate for cloth for those guys is phenomenal and I wish I could just stay there all the time and just farm them uh, unfortunately as soon as you hand in the quest it moves you out into a different phase and it's not something you can do anymore but uh, yeah that's still something that's going on unfortunately so overall do you guys think it was a success or not as good a success as, as say the phasing in Wrath was overall it's hard to say. I mean, I, I haven't experienced it all, so um, it's a little premature for me to to decide on one 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 way or the other. But uh, there, there's definitely been a few really awesome Keystone moments when you're um, like the the entrance to the Twilight Highlands for the Horde is just phenomenal. It's just absolutely phenomenal. Okay, yeah, my, I would probably say the same. I think it's. The phasing's done better in this than it's been done in Wrath, especially the way that they distract you by, you go, Vashia's a great example, you go into a cave, hand in a quest, go out of the cave and aspects of the world have changed and been phased around you. It's those little distraction techniques that make it work an awful lot better, I think. Yeah. So I but think conversely, you can recognize it a lot better as they're sending me inside to turn in a book this seems suspicious since I've been outside for the last 20 minutes and 
doing quests out there. It's like, oh, they're going to do a scene change on me. Prepare for a phase change. Yeah, yeah. the the best example right now of phasing in, in Cataclysm is definitely the Worgen starting area. That's that's definitely the best use that they've used so far. I, I didn't notice it so much in the Goblin area, although there are some really fun moments, but I haven't made my way all the way through the Goblins. That that brings up my next topic. Have you got have I, any of you played new the new races at all? I race well, changed my warlock to a worgen. Did you did you start one from the beginning to see the no. beginning of the? I I intend to do that in the future, but I really wanted to have my warlock be a worgen. I I had set the semi RP reason for why I was doing that a couple months ago and started yelling for Gilneas instead of yelling for the Alliance and stuff like that. But it's kind of the first thing I really wanted to do. Okay. Gaz, how about you? I haven't leveled up any of the new ones in life um, as yet, apart from a one of the new race class combinations. Uh, I started off a Dwarven Elemental Shaman back in 403A, but I haven't touched the goblins or the wargans uh, as yet. I've been too focused on uh, getting my uh, my mania. But uh, I'm definitely going to be hitting the wargan next, I think. Awesome. So, I've I've actually leveled the war. Oh, sorry, Nevik, how how's your uh, experience? With the new classes been, or new races? Well, well, I did a I did a wargan in beta. And I, I absolutely loved the Worgen starting area. And that's saying a lot because I'm pretty much for the Horde. And there, there was one moment where I actually hated Sylvanas with, with a deep passion. So Blizzard did something really, really well with, with that Worgen starting area. But other than that, the Goblin area, um, it, it hasn't really pulled me in so much that... Uh, I mean, it's a little too lighthearted, you know, tongue-in-cheek humor, but it's a lot of fun. And that's something that I've been doing with my wife. Um, I, I've been trying to keep that experience spoil-free. And uh, just, we're, we're only level 10 so far, so um, I, I, I love the goblins. But I, I actually think the Worgen starting area is a lot better, other than the voices, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the Worgen voices... Uh, are still a huge bugbear to me. Um, I don't. I know they're trying to be kind of Cockney London in places, but it still grates on me something chronic when I when I hear them and I think, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so, do you guys think that the the evidence shows so far that they're likely to go more with new races than new classes with the well, it made people feel the the Death Knight class was a failure because it took so long, and they still really haven't really adjusted them correctly to the game. Do you guys think that Blizzard uh, will go more with with more more new races than new classes in the future? Well, I I I I would just want to say that Death Knights are not a failure. I mean, if you look at the track record, Paladins are a failure because they've been changed every single expansion multiple times. So, I mean, the Death Knights, yeah, it was tricky, and they had their ups and downs, and it was a roller coaster ride through Wrath. But I, I think the Death Knights are still in a really good spot. But uh, uh, 
I, I, I don't think that they're going to do any more races. I, I mean, well, at least not in the next expansion, but and I, I don't know where they're going to head from here. I mean, they could add another class, but they, they're pretty much at a saturation point with all the roles where adding another class wouldn't exactly make a whole lot of sense, but neither does adding even more races. I mean, who else are they going to add? Pandarans and Naga? Um, I, I, I can kind of agree with you there. I think that if, if you look at the roles, we don't really need any more melee DPS, caster DPS, healing or tanking. I think we've got all bases pretty well covered. And I think that they were looking at bringing in Death Knights to try and boost the number of tanks that they were out there. So I don't see the need for a, an additional hero class. Personally, I think it because it took so long and because they had to do so many different tweaks and changes in order to get Death Knights balanced with the other nine classes, I don't think we're ever going to see a full-blown new class. I think we'll see new races and new combinations for race class, but I don't think we'll ever see a full class out there because... I mean, it took up till till TOC in order to get everybody balanced to right about where they were all about equal. Yeah, I can agree with that. I, I think we'll we'll see probably more races, but I don't think we'll see more classes. Okay. So, what do you guys want to see um, at this point? for uh, the Firelands exp uh, um, patch that has been said that is coming in 4.1. Do you guys want, I mean, they said they're going to be uh, the Abyssal Depths, um, five man, they're going to have Firelands. Is there anything else you'd like to see in that point, in, in that, in that uh, patch? I'd like to see Ragnaros take a active role in the, in the patch, have us go constantly kind of be bumping up t against Ragnaros, similar to how we were kind of bumping up against Yog Saron and finding out, oh, wait a minute, he's tied to that and he's tied to that. Oh my gosh, he's actually the main force on this continent. The main thing that I'm looking forward to is just the continued exploration of the. Uh of the diplomatic um, tension that's that's between just even within the horde or even within the alliance you know i i feel like there's a lot that they haven't told us yet and i really 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 hope that they don't you know just forget about that and just focus on the raiding aspect of everything i i, I hope we really get the lore to continue and that we get to live through it get to see if garage actually you know, deserves to be war chief, and whether or not he will, he will still keep my allegiance. Yeah, I think I'm. I feel fairly similar in terms of continuation of the law. I would like to see more of an evolution of the the Vashir storyline and the Naga and and so on. There, I think they left it a little bit on 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 the brink at the end of the Vashir quest lines. And it would be nice to see how they evolve. I think the same counts for Hajal as well. You've kind of got that 
cliffhanger edge to it at the end and you're waiting for the next chapter, the next installment. And I'd, I'd love to see both of those storylines progress onwards. Okay. So what do you guys... Um, sorry, I completely lost my train of thought there. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think is going to be the the number of patches we're going to see in, in Cataclysm. I think it's going to be three. I, I, I just have this feeling that they're, they're, that they're going to try to, you know, keep to that 16 to 18 month cycle that they originally wanted with uh, the transition from Wrath to Cataclysm and, you know, only give us three, three tiers of, of, content with cataclysm before they move on to the next you know to argus or to the emerald dream or whatever you, but, do you, do you think the next one will be argus or the next expansion it's hard to say but i mean obviously they have a game plan to already out so we'll probably have a much better um grasp of where we're heading probably by 4-1 or 4-2. And I'm sure they've already seeded a lot of stuff for the next expansion already in Cataclysm because I, I remember when the first hints of Cataclysm, you know, the first rumblings came out and it's like, and then there's those globes of Azeroth in the Halls of Stone and Halls of Lightning in Alduar. And it already showed the Cataclysm, the, you know, the shattered world so obviously that was seeded in Wrath. So there are seeds of the next expansion in Cataclysm. We we just probably won't know it until they until the rumors start circulating. We'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Guys, what do you think? I think that Argos and stuff like that sounds very plausible. However, I also think that they are setting us up largely for something titan-shaped as well. Uh, we've had the titan theme through, throughout um, Wrath. We've had it even more prominently in Cataclysm as well, with titans coming up here, there, and everywhere. I really think that we're being set up to have something fundamental happen with the titans, possibly in the, either the next expansion or po maybe the one after that. But I'd like to see it in the next expansion myself. So Algalon's uh, reformatted message didn't really work, and the Titans are coming back to find out what the hell went wrong with our world. Either that, or possibly if we're going out to find Argos and the Burning Legion and try and mop up that side of things, that the Titans have a large influence in that. I think the whole storyline kind of sits well together. And if we do go to Argus, it would give Blizzard a good reason to go back to Outland and reform it and redo that. Yeah. Which they, which they definitely want to do. Hmm. Okay. What do you guys think the impact of the fact that we already have guilds that are almost done normal mode raid content and we aren't even a week into the expansion 
is going to have on the length and the lifespan of this expansion. It it doesn't mean anything. I mean, how, how many guilds are you know up up there with Paragon? You know, it, it, there, there's a lot of guilds that that won't ever reach that, and just to have you know the Paragons of the world blowing through the content in one week that's nothing really new i mean they they blew through um naxxramas in wrath in what three or four days and they still haven't completed everything so far in cataclysm i know my guild is kind of like that uh, a lot of people took this entire week off and that's why the guild is kind of gearing up to do a 10-man raid tonight and it's like some of us have work and need and don't have the time to take off. So that's why we need to kind of slow down and try to space it out. Otherwise, we're going to be bored about 2 months in before the before the next content patch comes out. Yeah, a lot of the guilds I've been speaking to are saying that they are either going to wait until after Christmas or early January before they start gearing up for raids again. Uh, while they're going to try and organize heroic nights and stuff like that, they're not going to particularly focus on either 10 or 25-man raiding until the new year. And I think that's a sensible way of doing it because we've been given all this really nice content and you don't just want to wolf it down and move on to the next thing and then the next thing and then the next thing. You want to be able to sit back and enjoy it for a while. But uh, I also think it's important to bear in mind that guys like Paragon have been doing the raids in beta, practicing on it, helping to debug it and tune the content and tune those encounters. So, of course, they're going to go through it and go, yeah, we're familiar with this. We know what kind of gears needed, what the tactics are and stuff like that and go all the way through it. I think it's as soon as they start hitting those endgame heroic modes that weren't in beta, we're going to see more of a test to, as to how they can adapt and overcome some surprises from Blizzard. Okay. Do you think that there will come a time, maybe early in the new year, where guilds like Paragon will say that the content was too easy? I think I, that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, go ahead, Kaz. <laughs> I think that for guilds like Paragon, content being too easy for them... It, it's a difficult thing. They can just throw people at it and throw hours at it until they get the content down. That, that's what's important to them. I wouldn't say you're trying to tune for the world first guilds. You're trying to tune it for the, the average raider. And if the average raider is going in there and saying, this is too easy, then it's too easy. If the average raider is going in there and hitting a war, then I think you've got it tuned fairly well. If, if they're going in there and saying, this is not easy. We're having to think about this. We're having to open up the toolbox and bring out all of the different things the classes can do just to defeat the content. I think that's much better tuning. But we won't know that until early to mid-January. But I, I wouldn't worry too much about what Paragon is saying. I'd, I'd worry about the average raider. Okay. Astro, what do you think? Well, personally, we were... We were maybe about one to two weeks away from finishing our heroic Ice Crown 25, the Lich King attempt. Maybe two more or three more weeks of solid attempts, and we would have had it. 
So I, I, I think I'm on the top quartile, the top quarter of raid guild raiders. So, I mean, it was really challenging, and we had to spend a lot of time working on it. So in some aspects, I heard people who, oh, we downed that four months ago, that before they added all the extra buffs. And on the other hand, it's like, yes, we were able to do this hard thing. So, I mean, from what I can tell and what I hear from guildies who are going into these dungeons and heroics, that it does take a little bit of planning. But you can, for them, it was pretty much a near face roll. They just had to do some planning. So I kind of look forward to the aspect of it being challenging and it may be taking a couple weeks to get beyond a sticky boss in order to figure out, okay, this is the strategy we need to use for the boss. It's interesting to see that guilds and, and groups are, I guess the way I could put it is they are rebelling, I, I think, and I'm, and I'm seeing and I'm hearing they're rebelling on the fact that they need to do certain things certain ways and they want to be able to do them better or differently. What do you guys think about the fact that if you started in Wrath, you probably aren't adjusted to the way instances are going to be running right now, and it will be a lot more uh, learning and planning and preparing. Well, at, at the beginning of Wrath, it, we had we would have uh, five-man groups that would sit down and plan out how to pull things, and it would actually take time and planning on how you were going to get these mobs down. At the end, it was pretty much, and this group's going to die, and that group, and that group. It was very easy. Going into Kata, I'm finding that even as a, even as solo leveling, I'm having to plan out how I'm going to pull the mobs and keep them from pulling any extra aggro or additional ads. Okay. So, I was reading uh, the blue uh, blue uh, tracker over on MMO Champion, uh, I think it was yesterday, and somebody was complaining that that heroics were too hard, and they were complaining that Blizzard was making it just way too difficult to to actually do heroics. They they'd made a mistake. They need to fix it, um, and so on. Now. Do you think people just completely missed the fact that Blizzard said well beforehand that you would need to go through normals to get geared up to do heroics, or, or are they, are they yeah. just not hearing? I think that there are two things that have happened there. The first thing is that if you want to go into heroics in Cataclysm outside of LFG, you've got to have an average item level gear of, I think, 329 before yes. LFG will even let you select them. So I think that's the first thing. I think the other important thing is people are forgetting that in Wrath, a large chunk of instances will literally grab up the mobs and AOE them down. There was very little single target damage that was required. There was very little crowd control required just in order to be able to complete those instances. With heroics in um, Cataclysm, You've got new mechanics that aren't there in uh, normal modes. You've, so it's not just the mob has more hit points, but it does more things. And 
tank thread is a lot more twitchy. So if you're trying to AOE things down and you're a clothy, you're going to get swamped and ganked in very short order. I think both of those things are good because it means that you have to think rather than just pressing three buttons and uh, going on a kind of roller coaster. Yeah. Um, it, the, the, dungeons sorry, feel, the dungeons feel like a return to the Burning Crusade, although not quite as, as insane as the original incarnation of the TBC heroics where, where Cleves would hit three, 360 degrees and just insane amounts of melee DPS punishment. But, uh, mm. I mean, it's, they're dead. That's for sure. They're, they're a step up from the Wrath heroics from what I can remember from the first time when we were first gearing up in Wrath. I mean, there's a, there's a lot more uh, situational awareness that's required of everybody. Not, not just, you know, not just your healer, not just your tank, but the DPS. And having two years of uh, dust collected on a lot of uh, dungeon raiders, you know, they, they may have forgotten, oh, yeah, I, I can cr crowd control. Or, oh, hey, maybe I should follow the tank's markings on the mobs. So it, it's kind of a rude awakening. It's like that return to this is this is what we expect of you as a player to be able to do and not so much of just a, how fast can you get through a dungeon run. Yeah, and the amount of people who are dusting off those focus macros and polymorph macros and hex macros, stuff like that, it's phenomenal. It's, it's almost as if we didn't touch those throughout the entire of the last expansion and suddenly we're going... We need all this stuff now. We need all those old tricks. And I know uh, what I think it was the second or third boss in Stone Core, the dragon encounter, mm -hmm. that I was doing maybe about 10% less than I did in DPS in terms of what I did in terms of DPS. But that was because I was really paying attention to the shards of rock falling from the ceiling, the lava pools spawning underneath us, and making sure to stay out of the bad circles and bad areas of death. Yeah, that's a really good point, because the um, healers have got so much uh, less mana and they're having to do much more triage with who they heal and how they heal. If you're a DPS and you're being stupid, you go to the bottom of the list of, as far as the healer's concerned. So it, it all makes it that much more challenging. Okay. But that's good. So do you guys think that we will, uh, that we will move on to, do you think a lot of players will see the current level of con raid content before we move on to the new one? I hope like, so. So you, you think that, that a lot of people will see the, uh, the starting Cataclysm raid content, because uh, I, I know that in uh, in Wrath, uh, some people saw Nax. Not a lot of people. I, I've never seen Malagos, um, and I've never seen Obsidian Sanctum. I've seen Nax to the end, but that was about it. Do you think we'll see a lot more accessibility of that content with the with the fact that people are being encouraged to stay with their guilds and work with their guilds to improve things? I, I don't think so. I mean, in Wrath, you had to pretty much have the upper crust crust of gear from dungeons in order to do the first tier raid. With the whole Justice and Valor points, I think it is, 
how you can just build up a bunch of justice points when the new content patch drops and the previous tier set goes to justice points. You buy that up and then you can instantly jump in on the second tier of raids because you don't have to do as much. I, I think that the the whole 10 and 25 man um, rating situation is actually going to cause a lot more people to not be able to see the content if only because if if the 10 and 25 are tuned as close as possible you're going to run into a lot of those you know the the clicks within the rating community or even in your guild where they're going to be you know I would rather just do this with 10 people rather than go through the the problem of, the, of organizing 24 other people to do something and I think I think that's going to be the biggest barrier to entry at least in this first tier of content in Cataclysm. I think a lot of people are going to get excluded because they're not going to have the time to get the gear to get ready for rating because it, it it's a little more evident I think in Cataclysm that Blizzard wants you to to have to gear up through normal to get into heroics then to get into rating and I don't I don't think a lot of players are going to be as up on that as as they were in Wrath where by the time a lot of people were you know raiders it was so easy to get gear all you had to do was just run run heroics yeah. and and you'd get geared up to do raids so I think this first tier is actually going to see a lot less of the player base seeing it because um, once the next tier comes, the first tier is not really going to be relevant anymore. I mean, we, we saw that with Wrath. Yeah, I think that there's, there's two problems. I think that Wrath had the misfortune, really, of using a recycled instance for its entry-level raid. And it was one instance that contained everything. Yeah, you had the side orders of Maligos and uh, Obsidian Sanctum, but... For the most part, people were focused on Nax. And the way that Nax had been horrendously torn apart between 40-man and the 10-stroke 25-man version was a, a huge shame, I felt. But I think that your point around the cliqueiness of guilds is something that, you, that people need to be aware of, and I think that guild leaders need to be aware of. That if cliques start to be forming, that it's going that your guild needs to have set direction we are a 10 man guild or we are a 25 man guild and if they don't have that set focus and set direction then i think you need to start looking around as to what it is your guild's about but i also think that the the whole point system means that once you've collected the points that you need and bought the gear that you can with those you're ready to raid and if that means that you've got to run a few more heroics to get the points then I can't see that being a problem. It means you've got the gear then to go in and start doing normal mode uh, of the new raid content. I think the biggest issue isn't going to be the technical limitations. It's going to be the social ones and the social implications of, of the various guilds. Okay. So the next thing I want to touch a bit on is guild advancement. And this is in two different areas. First off, what do you guys think about you have reached the maximum amount of guild reputation allowed this week. It sucks. I, I thank hit you, Blizzard. I, thank you, Blizzard. I really wanted to know that every single time I turn in a quest. They, they have now <laughs> hotfixed it, so it's not going to tell you every time. But I'm more 
why can't I keep running up with my guild? I'm I'm still doing quests. I, I'm still I'm still reputable to them, aren't I? Like, they, do they hate me now? Like, well, I, I, I guess. Go ahead. I, I get infuriated with that. The only thing I'm worried about, and this goes to back on the previous point, is that you're working really hard to get all this reputation, and it takes ages to get any term, time of uh, reputation with your guild. And once you've done that, you then decide, well, I'm not really keen on my guild because I'm not getting the heroics I want or the raids that I want, so I want to hunt around. And you've got to start again. It's, it's infuriating. It means that you might end up being stuck in a situation that isn't the best for you, and that worries me. Yeah, uh, my, my guild went through kind of a shakeup right before Cataclysm dropped where people who weren't so sure about the raiding future of my guild decided, you know what, I'm not going to invest any time with this guild, so I'm going to jump ship now. I have a semi-better opportunity elsewhere. And and this whole guild reputation system I still think is one of the, is one of the worst ideas <laughs> Blizzard has ever implemented in terms of dishing out guild rewards. I mean, it just, if you're a guild master, does it make sense that you have to grind to exalted with your own guild? It doesn't make any sense. It, I, I don't know. It just, it, it's going to, it's going to put a lot of guilds under a pressure cooker and you might actually see a lot of guilds break up completely because of it rather than just survive it. See, what really, really throws me for a loop is I'm the guild master. Why aren't I already exalted with my own guild? Yeah, it, it's it's silly. And limiting it to 3,500 rep per week, it's just that's really, really low. Because, I mean, anybody who just, you know, plays for four or five hours, they're going to hit that cap. Oh, and for sure. I, and I guess, you know, that'll be nice for your alts, you know? <laughs> yeah. You uh, won't fit. And... We've all been going cresting like crazy, uh, like crazy for the the past week or so, and all of that red has just gone straight down the plug hole. And yes. if you get, if your guild's got a strict um, rule on the number of volts you can have in the guild, then you've got all those volts you want to get to eighty five, and they're not going to get a touch of that uh, rep at all. Well, it is it is uh, character based, uh, so each character would have its own reputation. I, I was originally originally going to plan. Uh, once I hit 82 and I was no longer getting guild rep, I was originally thinking of doing um, alts, like basically going through with alts until I'd run out of guild reputation on them and then going to the next one and the next one. But hopping, you know, hopping from one character to the next is not a good way to play. It's better, I think, to level on one character. Um, yes, it may help the guild more because you're earning more guild reputation or guild uh, leveling via the uh, the, the the multiple different things you're doing, but it is, I think, better for a player to stick with what they're what, what they're going to be doing, which is to say, stay with the um, the main until you hit 85 at the very least, then go to the next one. Don't put an external limit on the player's choices. Let the player make it, and don't limit them just because. Oh, we don't want you to level up to Exalted on four different guilds in the space of two months. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, my, uh, the Heroes of Order on Guild, which is the, uh, the fan guild for all things Azeroth, my other podcast, 
uh, under the uh, the same banner as this one. It is a uh, it's a great guild, and we don't have, we don't have a lot of people who are actually playing regularly right now because a lot of people have main guilds that they're they're working with and and stuff. But we are uh, almost at level two in the guild advancement. Um, we don't hit the maximum every day. We we don't we don't max out our guild XP cap every day. So you know if we have more players, maybe that would change. But um, right now we're just trying to work on what we can and 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 progress as best we can. Do you guys think that they will hot fix a a slowing of how quickly people guild, advance their guilds to avoid having um, too many people, too many guilds hit uh, twenty five too quickly? They well, already hot fixed it. The hot fix yeah. was they capped how much guild XP you could have a day. Okay, well that was that was in it at launch. Do you, you think they're going to do a a further decreasing of how much you can do every day? I sure hope not, because it's uh, really slow so far. My my guild hits the cap every single day within a few hours, and we just hit level three, which okay. is awesome. Because mount up is awesome. It, it's I, I'm gonna I'm gonna splurge and buy the three ten, just just to even fly faster. But uh, it really really hurts, you know, your bank guilds um, where it, it's so hard to even get any guild experience. Yeah at all but it then you have guilds you know like aie that they they ended up splitting up i think is what happened but i mean all these big guilds if you have a semi-active roster you're, you're hitting that weekly and daily guild cap really quickly so it i, I don't know it's it's it feels extremely gated right now Possibly yeah, more than it needs to. I think my guild hits the cap in 30 minutes. So because we have a whole bunch of people who are power questing just to get up to 85 and get into that aspect. But and it's we, not we've had cap people... Carries over. Yeah, the cap doesn't carry over. And you have 23 hours of no rep and no nothing that you can actually help the guild. But I, I thought they were saying they were going uh, to change that. I thought they were planning to make it so that you could, uh, you know, basically anything you get above the cap would then spill over to the next week. I don't, I don't think they the said day. that, but it would be nice if they did. But it's... Yeah. Either that or just, it... just have your cap carry over from one day to another, because it feels like... If you're in a guild where most people work during the week and play well slowly during weekends, you want to be able to save that unclaimed uh, XP during the week and then bank it all at the weekends. But you can't do that at the moment, which just feels a bit infuriating as well. Okay, I mean, actually, just look at the uh, hot fixes here. It says, if a guild max their experience gains for the day, subsequent tallying of individual members weekly and total experience gained was not always properly being saved and stored. This has been corrected, so maybe I'm maybe I don't understand that right, but um, I guess we'll have to wait and see what they do. I, I think that the I think guild leveling is a great idea. Um, I think they want to avoid guilds being level twenty five right away, like AIE. If they had if they had their seven thousand members or however many they have all working towards guild leveling, they'd be twenty five in a week. Let, let's be honest here. And I'm okay with that. I mean. Yeah, I don't see that as being a bit of a, a big problem because all it is is a collection of perks and 
um, every mechanic has its perks. Uh, reputation grinds have their perks. I, I don't see that as being a huge issue, personally. I don't see it as meaning they can do something that I can't. Okay. Well, I mean, I I just kind of I do wish that smaller guilds like uh, like Heroes of Lordron uh, did have a better way to get uh, to get rep because or to get experience and build the guild a bit faster because honestly we're not going to hit 25 within a year, I don't think, at this rate. Um, maybe once we get more people in the guild who are actually leveling their characters, that might change, but it's so hard to figure out exactly where we sit and what the uh, what the progress we're making is. Um, hopefully, though, Blizzard will make it a bit clearer and a little bit easier to figure out what exactly uh, you have to do to do that um, and work on making it so that Maybe there's a notification of, okay, what you did just got you this much experience with the guild or got the guild this much experience because it's so hard to figure out what exactly, okay, so I got an achievement. Does that count? If so, how much does that give towards? And how, you know, we, we have the bar, but the bar is so small that it's kind of hard to figure out what what you're doing and how what you're doing is is working towards the guild, you know? Yeah, I, I really think that in general, they need to tune up the uh, guild management uh, interface anyway. Uh, and whether they can do that through uh, third-party add-ons or whatever, I, th I think just general guild management needs to be made easier to do. And part of that is being able to see, okay, where's all the guild rep coming from? Who's contributing towards it? How are they contributing towards it? All those kind of bits and pieces. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we do wrap up? Nothing more from me. I'm really enjoying the expansion. I'm probably going to go off and uh, do some more dungeons and start getting geared up for heroics now. But overall, I know I've sounded like a bit of a negative uh, person, but this is a really good expansion. And I think that Blizzard have delivered something that's really nice and really enjoyable. And... I can't wait to, to chew more of it and to, to get into the, the content a bit more and to see what they deliver throughout the subsequent patches. I mean, same thing. Initially, I was kind of skeptical. But, and the first night I, I was reading the art book from the collector's edition, and it was kind of interesting. But every zone that I've gone into, I've been blown away about how epic it is. And even though we don't see uh, the epic shark, drag, uh, shark, dinosaur, undead combo at the Maelstrom, there's plenty of other epic things to see out there and to experience and have done to you. Okay. Yeah. One, yeah, one thing I really... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, the, the only... I, I've been enjoying Cataclysm a whole lot. The The only thing that's really grating me is some of the bugs, especially during some of the cutscenes in Oldham. It's just the camera angles will will get all messed up and you can't see what's actually going on. And therefore, you're just staring at a wall. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll just hit escape and wait wait on my next tune to until they fix it. <laughs> so yeah. 
I've been experiencing this exactly the same problems. What I would really like is for someone to take a video of all of those cutscenes and shove them on YouTube. That'd be fantastic. If Blizzard could do that themselves, that'd be awesome. Just so that we could see all of the ones that bugged out on us. Because uh, I don't think they'll be on the behind the scenes DVD or anything like that. But just being able to play through them uh, would be excellent. It's kind okay. of like a little mini storyline that they could just play play together. Well, I, I got to say, I've really enjoyed my uh, my, cat my uh, collector's edition content. Um, I'm, I'm resisting the urge to scratch my loot code that came with it, and <laughs> I, I've, I've won so far. But geez, that number is really hard not to scratch off. I, I still haven't opened the deck yet. I, I I had to stop when I saw who the the worgen hero was that they added with the collect with the playing card game. Jacob Blackcrest, a worgen. That that's just wrong. <laughs> Come on, you didn't see that coming. <laughs> no, I, I would have expected Blizzard to be classy, kind of, sort of. Oh come on! Uh, when 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 you're horde and you go meet with the um, war chief for the black maw, and it's straight out of three hundred, <laughs> Blizzard has a lot of fun, and that that's one thing that I love about Blizzard is that they don't take themselves too seriously. Although there are some moments where it would be nice for them to, you know, not just ruin a heavy moment with some levity and and humor. But uh, I've I've been laughing. I mean, that, that's one thing that I've always enjoyed about Blizzard games is actually laughing at the quest, at the quests, especially, uh, it, it's just, it's so much fun. It, it, you'll, you'll quest and then you'll realize, oh my goodness, I'm at the end of the zone or it's like 3 a.m. and I've just been having a blast the entire time. So that's or, one thing that, that I have to give kudos to Blizzard for. Yeah, it's nice to have those kind of 2, 3 a.m. moments where you've been playing and playing and playing and you suddenly turn around and go, crap, is that the time already? Um, but yeah, it's it's so nice to have those experiences again. Um, Medros, you should really not scratch off your loot code. I've done mine and I was thinking, oh, I've got a chance to get either the epic rocket or the epic um, spectral tiger. And what did I get? Path of Scenarios. Yeah, yeah. I, I got that too on my rogue, so I'll be a rogue with flowers behind him. <laughs> that nobody can see except for the path. <laughs> kind of gives you away. I wouldn't use it when you're stealth. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I that that's kind of why I'm avoiding scratching mine off, because it's like, yeah, I could get a spectral tiger, but I could also get, like, pet biscuits or something. Hey, and pet biscuits are awesome. Okay. Especially when it makes a a moonkin hatchling larger than most gnomes on the server. Yeah, we we had a lot of fun when the hatchling came out, handing out uh, handing out pet biscuits and and comparing the size of the pet to the gnome, and potentially using baby spice to make the chain the difference even more dramatic. Those hat. Hatchlings are scary anyway. But, uh, I think they're creepy myself, but there we go. It's the eyes, the stare. All right. Um, well, I, I think that's going to be about it for this episode of Group Quest. Uh, 
So first off, let me go to Gaz, and how can people find you? Okay, well, you can find me on Twitter, at GamerGaz. Uh, I'm also on manorobscura.com. That's my mage blog. And I also do a podcast called The Obscure Cast, which you can find at obscurecast.com. All right. And Hastur, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at H-A-S-T-E-U-R. And I'm going to relaunch my uh, blog that I had toyed with a, a, couple, a year and change ago that it just really wasn't working then, but now I have a whole lot I can talk about after experiencing several different classes. So soon to be launched. Awesome. And Nevik, how, how about you? Well, I can be found on Twitter at Nevik James. I also have my blog of going on the seven years in April, I think, at neviksnotebook.com. And soon you'll also be able to find me on the Overlords podcast. And uh, you can, we have a Twitter already set up, the Overlords. And we also have a website, the, um, it's just overlords.twistednether.net. And that's because we're going to have Rillandoon, Nabuka, myself, Sinister, and Tarane. And we're all going to be rolling wargans and going through the, the wargan starting zones and the shattered Azeroth in focusing on the lore. Awesome. Well, look forward to, look forward to, uh, to that. And uh, we will be back again next week for another Group Quest podcast. Uh, looking forward to welcoming some new voices to Group Quest and some returning voices. Uh, you can always check us out at groupquest.com and check out our other show, All Things Azeroth, at allthingsazeroth.com, your World of Warcraft podcast. So uh, let me uh, play the outro, and uh, we'll see you guys next week for another Group Quest podcast. Thank you for listening to Group Quest. This is your announcer, Grizzly Smith. We look forward to your comments at our website, thegroupquest.com. Theme music for the show is Intended Force from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. This program is copyright 2009-2010 by Dwight Walbridge Productions and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 License. Thank you.